Welcome to the very first episode of the Be Revolutionary podcast. Uh, we are live from, well, not live, this is going to be pre-recorded, <laughs> but we are here at the Cube with Emily Berry, my co-host. I'm Andrew Perry, and uh, we are, like I said, just in the beginning stages of launch- launching our uh, Revel podcast. We're very excited about it. We've got the full setup. As you can see, we've got this microphone here with a nice little boom arm. Um, we are currently... In a huge transition stage where Revel's just kind of been on this trajectory path of greatness, I guess you could say, right? I Yo, could say absolutely. that. Absolutely. And um, so, one of the important things as we grow bigger is to ensure that we're not losing that um, culture. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons um, team support, and we are a family here, and, and, and we don't want to lose that. So, we came up with this idea uh, to create a podcast as a further way to stay connected. Um, it's easy with five realtors, right? You can invite them to dinner. We can sit and we can chat. We, you know, it, it, our doors are, our office doors are always open here, but it's, it's, it's not, it's rare that we have a, all 163 realtors in the office at one time. And, you know, we want to uh, obviously encourage our realtors and everybody who works uh, under the Revel umbrella to go out there and do their thing and, and really focus on their own business. But we also so want them to still feel connected. So that's the reason why we've started this podcast. And um, I think what we're going to kind of dive into today is, is just a very, you know, quick little uh, podcast about about Revel, why Revel, all the services we offer. Um, but you know, for, for, for our clients that are also listening. So it's, this is not an exclusive podcast. This is not just for Revel realtors. This is also for our clients, our buyers, our sellers, um, and other realtors out there. You know, we want to ensure that we're, uh, uh, sharing our best strategies. We want to make sure that our buyers and sellers are staying informed about the market. And then of course our realtors are, um, uh, you know, keeping up to date with us as well. So Emily Berry, thank you very much. Uh, you're going to be helping with, uh, helping out on this podcast um, as our co-host. Why don't you give us your a little introduction? Because I mean, I don't know. Your <laughs> titles are very long and you've got a whole okay. bunch of stuff going on. Well, thank you, Andrew, for asking me to co-host. I've <laughs> always wanted to be a co-host. This is so exciting for me. Um, um, so my official title here at Revel is Director of Realtor Growth and Development. Um, I joined Revel when there was eight or nine realtors here. Um, I was probably... The OGs. Yeah, I was like the eight or ninth uh, person to join. And when I joined here, there was, there was a really cool building. You know, the glass was here. We had a yeah. great coffee machine and we had some really awesome ideas. I'm using it right now. And we had some really awesome people here. Um, But definitely it's evolved so much. It was a five and a half years because we celebrate our five year, right? Yeah. Five years in July. So So 163 agents. I didn't even know that number. Andrew knew that number today. Um, There's people joining every week and we've grown. So um, it was really easy to do this fun team building stuff, Andrew, when there was like 10, 25, 35 people. Um, But we want to still keep that uh, team environment going at Revel. So we have never stopped our Friday frenzies. We'll start there. We have Friday frenzies uh, the last Friday of every month. And I just got my invite probably 20 minutes ago to this month's Friday frenzy. And we are doing a paint night. 
Oh, we are. You didn't even know that. No, I didn't. I haven't looked yet. We're doing a paint night and, uh, you know, they put a painting up and yep. we get our canvas and we all have to try to, uh, make it look like that one. Yeah. Is there so, wine involved? Uh, there might be some, is there wine and paint? There's always wine in the building. So there will <laughs> probably be some wine and drinking involved and, and people making fun of each other, but it, it, it's, it's all fun. We went to ax throwing last week. Yeah. We were there. I sucked. I chickened out and I, totally I went up sucked. and I was scared as acts. Like I got intimidated mm. and then Ryan started making fun of me like heavy. And I was like, I got to throw this ax or he's just going to bust me up forever. Yeah. So I ended up actually being pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You, you uh, threw pretty close to the target there. I, I got it on film for Instagram. Yeah. Story, so, so I was pretty good. It but did disappear it, after 24 hours. So I guess no one will really know. <laughs> um, there are some surprise, really good people there that day. Um, and of course, Ryan Cervelli throws the ax and gets the target every single time. And yeah. we were just like, <laughs> it just adds to the allure of Ryan Cervelli. What right? does he do in his spare time? Like, did does he, he practice, practice ax throwing? Axe throwing? Does he does he put together? Is he going to be practice painting? Is he going to be paint by numbers all month so he can be an awesome yeah. uh, at the paint nine? But anyways, back to uh, Friday frenzies are, are a lot so of fun. So why do you why do you think if there's other uh, realtors or broker managers out there? I mean, why do you think it's important that you know we involve our realtors in the ways that we do, like Friday frenzy, and we get together? We always want this to be a very welcoming environment. We don't want people intimidated by other people and, and mm -hmm. just approachable. We want to be approachable. When a new person joins, if they come out to a Friday frenzy, they have an opportunity to talk with, you know, some of the leaders in their industry um, and, you know, really get to know people. And when people walk in and they need help with something, the more people you know, the more people you recognize, you feel more comfortable to talk to. Um, and, and, and since I started here, this mm -hmm. environment is has always been, um, you know, very, uh, welcoming and, yeah, and people yeah. are, you know, love walking in here because at any given time, there's people in the back willing mm -hmm. to talk to you, help you out. Yeah. Hey, can I run a price by you? Um, you see that's, yeah, yeah that, that's, an, that's the important thing, right? So, I mean, if you think about, um, if, if you're a new realtor out there or if you're a veteran and you can remember when um, when you first joined your brokerage, um, this may or may not have happened to you. But I'm just thinking there's probably some people out there that can relate. How many people out there, you know, said to themselves, OK, I'm very excited. I've just got my license where, uh, you know, we're joining a brand and one day two days, three weeks, four weeks, a year has gone by and maybe nobody's even reached out to you. Nobody showed you where that coffee machine is. It, it does. And, it does you know, happen. Yeah. It's, it's a competitive, it's a competitive industry. Like, uh, you know, definitely. So, um, there, there's so many reasons for the Friday frenzies, Andrew. Um, I believe in strong mentorship and looking at what other people are doing and getting ideas from them. Um, and just knowing more people, um, and being comfortable is so important. Yeah. Um, we well, do fun stuff though. We do, we yeah. do some of our things, more people show up to than others, like the hot yeah. yoga, the goat yoga. We were so excited oh about goat God. yoga. Oh, so excited. And Andrew got so excited. I just had goat. to, yeah. So excited that I think my energy, uh, was, <laughs> uh, pushed the, onto the goat yeah, the goat and, peed all uh, the you. goat peed on me. So but. the goat, uh, felt like, and so, Hey, Hey, so <laughs> get this though. The yoga instructor, uh, she was trying to calm me down oh. maybe so that I, you know, didn't end up suing them for, yeah. for the urine on my pants. But, um, it, she said, because this was the alpha male, 
the boy. alpha male felt like I was the biggest threat. And we had some pretty big I alphas in the room. I was just trying to schmooze you over. So, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But. So I didn't write a bad review. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I uh, we, we still, I, I had another set of pan, uh, pants in my car. So I just How changed and came Andrew back. Andrew Perry always has an extra set of clothes in his car. Yeah. And he brings portable steamers to steam his suits. Yep. Right? It was definitely not for the white backdrop. But today you're looking, you're looking pretty casual, Andrew. I yeah. wore a jacket today and I walked in and he's, he's like all casual. So good thing I had like kind of a more casual shirt on. Yeah. Well, you know what? Day. I just wanted to make sure that go with it. Uh, I was as comfortable as possible uh, setting up <laughs> for this first podcast. So, but I think the Friday frenzy thing, just all in all, it's, it's always a good opportunity to rub shoulders with, you know, the top producers in yeah. your marketplace. Um, you know, as a brokerage, I don't have all the stats right in front of me, but I believe we had three in the top 10 in and around there. Yeah. And, um, and then I think we had 27 overall in the top 200 or 300. I forgot how the, how NAR broke it down, but I can get those stats for you and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, leave it in the description so you can double check the sources. Um, but yeah, and I think that attributes to it. Um, because mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to sit with uh, the Emily Berry, the Darcy Richardsons, the the Ryan Cervellis of the Niagara market, and you get to really dissect, you know, what attributes to their success, and then you can implement it in your business. That's, and it's that's just a, a good way to to have fun because real estate can be stressful. Yeah. You have a bad day in real estate, and you real know, estate's not client, stressful. He loses a deal, and all this go. You know, you go and you just relax. Um, and people bring their spouses, and they can invite, uh, you know, um, their families. Yeah. We, have, we have Friday friends that involve kids sometimes, of course. And I think it's just good because real estate can be can be stressful, and yeah. uh, you're building a business, you're trying to succeed. You don't know when your next paycheck's coming in, um, deals fall apart and, and, and just having fun and mm-hmm. having your family like where you work because real estate is, uh, demanding and we are all sometimes attached to our phones at all times. Oh, my microphone is not, he's got to fix my mic. There you go. Okay. I'm not a professional. So hey, this is the, uh, this is the first, <laughs> this is the first episode. So we, uh, you know, we're going through Figure some trials what, what and tribulations does, you know, with their hands and I don't know, I'm going to, Google. Yeah. Well, the whole point, you know, we're, we're filming this today. So if you're watching it or if you're listening, um, you know, we, we just we're still getting used to what to do with our hands. Absolutely. But, but the, and when Joe Barry comes on, he's going to be yeah, he's, he's going to be great because Joe great. studies, you know, what to do. And he's and I'm, I make fun of him a little bit. He's going to be great, though. He's he has amazing insight on the market. We're going to we'll touch on the market today briefly. Yeah. Um, but probably we'll have Joe on to do some uh, really good forecasting for us. He follows very, very closely what's going on. He writes our market He's updates. The numbers Rebel. guy. He's the numbers guy. You know that emoji with the glasses, the really smart, nerdy guy? That's Joe. That's Joe's emoji. <laughs> I rarely, I didn't even know that was an emoji because uh, I just used the, <laughs> that one. <laughs> That's the only one I use. That could be Joe too sometimes, <laughs> but he's pretty, he's pretty smart guy. Uh, yeah. But going into the market, I mean, we're, we're going into March, right? Yeah. And uh, our market's heating up. I mean, I know everyone hears that all the time, but there has been a really big shift in the last, I'd say 45 days alone, mm-hmm. 60 days alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to see quite like 2016 and 17. I think there's a lot of people asking, is it going to get that bad? Um, or is it going to get that good for 
sellers. Um, and I don't think so. I don't think, mm -hmm. I think there's lots of, uh, of tightening on the mortgage rules and lenders. There's appraisals happening. Um, we had six offers on a house the other night. It went 33 over asking. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple years ago, it would have went 80 over asking. Somebody would have paid mm -hmm. a, a crazy amount of money for that house. But so I just about, find people are being more cautious right now with what they're paying. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, you know, we've heard horror stories, uh, and the, um, the, uh, the court cases are actually coming back now from buyers that Absolutely. a walked away because they didn't think the value was there at the end of it mm -hmm. or B literally couldn't close because of bad advice yeah. from their mortgage broker or their realtor, whatever one it was. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's something that's very important. So if you're a realtor watching this, uh, you just got to guide your clients as best as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, we have uh, so actually right after this, I'm teaching a uh, workshop in the court mm -hmm. and we have a lot of our realtors coming out to it and it's on handling bidding wars yep. um, because, um, we want to make sure that our agents know exactly how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And there's realtors out there, other brokerages, so many brokerages now, um, and they're not always educated on how to handle these situations. Yeah. So you have to protect your buyers. Um, when you put no conditions in an offer and you've submitted to a seller, when they sign, you've that's bought it. a house that's, and that's it. buyers, you have to educate them on that. I mean, deposits are handed in if they can't close, there's, mm -hmm. there's, there could be legal action. Um, you know, we, houses go back to the market sometimes. So when we are looking at offers, like the other night when I had six offers for my sellers, um, we're really asking a lot of questions because a lot of stuff did happen. 2016 and 17, yep. um, sold signs up for two months and, and, you know, getting a call that the buyer doesn't want to close. So that was a reality. And it was very tough phone calls to make. We want to avoid that this year. Um, like I said, I don't think things will go that much. Like we, we, we had stuff a few years ago, like 125,000 over asking, you know, I, I, am not sure we're going to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people will be more cautious, but I think there's people taking out conditions, um, already no yeah. home inspection, no financing. Mm -hmm. So really that protection of how am I going to close that property? The buyer has to be able to close that property, not, Oh, I have a house to sell. Um, or, you know, I'm pre-approved. Yeah. They, they need to know that they need to close. I mean, in the, in the end, um, you have to act, uh, on the best interest of your client. So, um, it's not to say that going in firm is a bad thing. It's just your, your clients need to know. Yeah, You just have to educate them. Yes. They have to make a good informed Sign decision. Sign form 127 yeah. as well. Uh, you know, you got to protect yourself as well, right? What are the risks and benefits? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's people out there that can throw cash offers and they're very strong. They have, uh, they have funds, they have properties for sure. Okay. Um, so do you think that the, the reason why we're not seeing those 80,000, uh, over, um, uh, you know, 80 plus offers, 60 offers, um, is that maybe because we're still in the winter market? Do you um, think, do you, what do you, I, know, I mean, Andrew, it's really I, hard I, to be predictable, but in real estate, but do you think we'll see a higher number in, in spring or do you think what's going on in the world, uh, might suggest a slowdown? That's a loaded question. COVID nineteen. So the lower price ranges we're seeing, we're, we're going to see a lot more offers being registered for sure. Yeah. Um, there's one in St. Catharines North End that had 30 offers. I mean, all the agents heard about it, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" One mm. of our guys actually got the house. Yep. Um, and but he didn't go 100 over or anything like that. Um, I think we're going to see more and more offers under 450. 450 is so like the 350 to 399, 429. That's like a real hot spot right now. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. Um, 
uh, so we will probably start seeing uh, 10 offers uh, as being the norm again. Um, the higher, higher ranges, no. So it's always different in the in the price ranges, right? We always uh, people ask how's the market, and I always ask them, you know, uh, what price range are you referring to? Uh, are you referring to investment properties, rentals? Because um, uh, it is different. Um, there's a lot going on right now, so we just had stress test uh, changes changes to stress tests. Um, as soon as we saw that article come out, I knew it was going to give more of a pressure actually. So um, was happy that there's yeah. uh, an adjustment for the buyers with their stress testing. On the flip side of that, I was like, ah, this is going to really um, heat up the demand even more. Um, there's rumors of 30-year amortization. There's mm -hmm. interest rates dropping even lower. So all of that is factored in. Um, it is spring market. I feel like this, is, yeah, this I, is spring I, I, market. I felt um, as soon as the ball dropped on uh, you know, 2020, yeah. uh, initiate spring like market the here. The started Boom. ringing the first week of January, yeah. and people wanted to see houses. And there's low, low inventory. And I know we say that a lot, but right now, the first week of March is the lowest inventory we've seen yeah. in a long, long time. So, so yeah, I got some of the numbers here. Um, so this time, maybe three weeks ago, we hmm. could have seen between 30 and 40, maybe even more uh, listings. Uh, and now we're, we're sitting at 15 new listings today in 50 Houses closed, so that's suggesting a you strong, the stats. strong that's, that's seller's a bit market. Alarming for us. It is a little alarming because the inventory level is so low. So to further that, um, this time in 2016, 2017, every single house under 500 would probably have an offer date. Yeah, right. Would that be Maybe fair to say? Scheduled um, offers. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing that come back. Yeah, now. we're seeing all it. offers presented at a certain time and date. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I don't think um, I have done that mm -hmm. um, in a couple of years. And yeah. this week was the first time we've really had to schedule the time and date due to all of the the showings in a in a tight uh, day and a half span. Um, so I think we'll be seeing more of that. Um, it is an opportunity for people to get in the house when the market's just strong. The first person that sees that house is going to whip up an offer. Yep. Uh, so we do have to allow, I mean, my sellers on the house this week, we said, you know, Emily, we want to make sure we're being fair. We want people to be able to come in mm -hmm, this weekend. Mm -hmm. So that's why that does happen. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see, see more and more offers, but mm -hmm. everyone wants to wait till a lot of people want to wait for the good weather to list. So it, it always happens this time of year. Um, and we're seeing houses that have been sitting on the market since last fall sell right now. And there's a couple of listings we were following Joe and I, and we're like, do you remember that one? That was overpriced. It's been on the market forever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It has an offer. So that's what's happening right now. Even houses that were selling last fall, people are like, well, there's well, nothing else. Why don't we buy this one? Yeah. It's interesting. You we said that because I need more inventory. I saw, um, uh, a listing. I showed it to my clients in around October or something. And, um, we didn't move forward with it. And then the same thing happened, but you know what they did is they lowered their price and changed to an offer date. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. There's some psychology behind things. Absolutely. Um, so, so we've, yeah, yeah. So we've got seven listings under 500 right now and 50% of the, well, 50%. Is that just there's about four that are asking for, uh, for an offer date. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then the ones that are not asking for an offer date and time, they haven't been directed, uh, that are, are holding off 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, yeah, it depends, right. Mm-hmm. It depends on their strategy. If they, they want to list really, if they want to list high, high, you know, I wouldn't recommend a strategy like that. Um, yeah. but, it, but anytime someone is listing around market value, um, there's, I mean, all the buyers are interested in a market value house. So, um, when I, yeah, when we put it, putting up listings right now, I mean, we're, I'm prepping, especially the new agents, if they have a hot listing that's going up, they're not as experienced. Yes. So I'm prepping them to clear their schedules and monitor these showings because they're booking, booking, yeah, that's, booking, that's, booking. that's big because my first listing, when I got into real estate was in 2016 mm-hmm. and the offer had, uh, 22 offers. The house had 22 you offers on the it. business in 16. <laughs> So it had 22 offers on it and it sold $57,000 over asking. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was priced below market value either. It was, it was, it was a well-priced, well thought out CMA Yeah. because I did learn a little bit about that in school. But what I didn't learn about is how to handle those offers. Well, it, they, you know, the brokerage is the responsibility of the brokerage is to make sure their agents uh, know how to handle these offers. And it's not just one or two rules to follow. It's a lot. Like today, Mm -hmm. my workshop will be like an hour and 45 minutes. I bet we'll be there two hours because we have probably over 30, 35 agents coming. And it's not only how to handle offers on your listings. Um, and so many rules to follow our rules, right? Like making sure everyone knows if they're in multiple representation, setting an offer time, um, having all offers have to be in by a certain time. And that gives the agent a chance to review them all uh, and strategize with their client. I mean, they can't come in at the last minute and then a buyer find out, Oh, they thought they were competing against three and now they're seven. That's not acceptable. Okay. And there's going to be, I think we're going to see a lot more Rico complaints this year if they're not handled properly. Yep. So, yep. um, making sure our realtors know how to represent their clients properly is mm-hmm. very important here at rebel. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of training and here. that's not even just for new agents as well. Like, I mean, it's, it can be very easy for a very busy oh. agent to let the ball drop in something like that. I've so, seen realtors in the yeah. market. I, I had a guy, well, out of town broker, um, really mishandle offers mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago and really in our face about it. And he just was never trained properly. And he was a broker and, uh, it was difficult. It's difficult. That's yeah. one of the things I'll talk about today is when you're dealing with a realtor on the other end and who is not acting, um, in a, in a proper manner, ethically and following the rules. How do we handle that? How do we represent our buyer properly when the listing agent on the other end is mishandling? That's, that's a tough one. That's tough. Yep. So brokerages have to just make sure their agents are are trained. Yes. And not just new agents. So, um, the, um, market updates was a great, uh, segue into your training, right? So handling, uh, multiple offers and bidding wars. Um, so now this is a good segue into our mentorship program. So how important is it as we, we've already kind of discovered today and unwrapped, um, that it is crucial mm-hmm. for realtors to be fully educated, fully informed. Um, but, in terms of bringing it to the next level Mm -hmm. and something that Revel offers is our, uh, not only our Revel education, but our mentorship program. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, that's your head of the, that department. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? 
So, uh, so we don't just want people thinking the mentor program means you have somebody to call to ask questions because it is a lot more than that. that. It is a huge responsibility of our mentors. And, um, when someone becomes a mentor, I sit down with them, um, for like, you know, an hour and a half meeting and really explain the responsibilities because, um, they're making sure that that new agent doesn't uh, make mistakes and errors. So my job is to make sure the agents are selling, uh, to make sure that we have all the training in place to help them grow their businesses. Um, I offer one-on-ones with anybody not, uh, that's having a difficult time growing their business, but the mentor's job is to make sure their new mentee stays out of trouble and doesn't get it, doesn't make mistakes. So everything that they do in the first year is reviewed. I wish I had that my first year real estate. Um, when they draft an offer, the client doesn't take pen to paper without the mentor actually looking over the, the offer. When they list a house, it's the same thing. Amendments, waivers, anything like that is reviewed by an experienced, uh, top agent mentor here at Revel. So, um, I, I think that's crucial to, to have that. It's not just somebody to call, but it's a responsibility of the mentor. Um, also they have to allow the mentees to shadow them too. So, um, our mentees invite, uh, sorry, our mentors invite their mentees to shadow them on, uh, showings on a home inspection, on an offer presentation. Um, they can't handle mul- multiple offers on their own. They have to make sure the mentor is involved with that. Uh, so it, it's, um, yeah, it's a strong mentor program. We have about 11 or 12 mentors right now. Um, we don't let them take on too many at a time because these guys are top producers and they're selling too, and they're busy and yeah, they, so, so it's like everyone works together. I put on the classes, the mentors help me teach and, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the most important part, um, about the mentorship program is, you know, we all are basically self-employed, right? That, that's, it's up to us to determine how successful we want to be in this business. But with the mentorship program, it's, it's like having a business partner almost in a sense where no matter what the question is, um, and we've, we've got a a ton of high producers, top producers in this office that are literally, I I don't want to use the word hand holding, Mm -hmm. but essentially that's what it is. And they're there for you. Mm -hmm. So no question is off limits. Mm -hmm. It can be about an offer, about a business strategy, about a social media strategy. Oh, just how to handle other agents and situations. Cause there's yeah. lingo that they don't teach you in real estate school. And um, I get calls all the time. The other agent said this to me, what do they mean? What are they talking about? Yes. Um, but my, I still say that sometimes too. <laughs> but my goal is, and I say this to every new person I sit down with and do a one-on-one when they come in is, um, I never want you feeling like you don't have the help. So if their mentor is not available, I'm their next go-to. Um, I'm on the phone. I answer calls. I review offers all the time. Um, if I don't know something I'm checking, I'm checking with our, our management. Um, and there's certain mentors that's that, you know, do more leasing than others. There's certain mentors that have commercial experience. So Mm -hmm. sometimes a mentee is paired with somebody that's never, you know, doesn't really do commercial. The new agent is listing a commercial lease. So that's when a mentor will come to me and say, Hey, you know, 
and then I'll just pair them with somebody else for that transaction. Yep. Um, we want to make sure they have all the help they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I mean, you, you hear this in real estate groups and everything like that, where no refer, 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 refer. Well, you know what, if you plan on being in this long, the, this business long term, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you just got to say yes to things, but it's also important that you have your client's best interest at top of mind at all times. So, yes. I mean, pairing them up with a, somebody who does commercial exclusively, um, learning about the process, mm-hmm. um, you know, working together mm-hmm. on a deal until mm-hmm. you feel comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I truly believe that you should never toss any opportunity away. Um, you know, just because no, you're not entire learn, learn from work it, use it as, yeah, as, uh, as a tool. It, absolutely. Um, if you, you know, if you don't like commercial, uh, if you're a newer, a newer agent, I would, I would recommend work alongside somebody yeah, on some absolutely. commercial deals and learn it because that's, that's a whole aspect of your business that, you know, you'll have to turn away later on, like, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, definitely I, we are dedicated to giving a good experience to the new agents. Um, I had, I didn't have a great experience coming into real estate. Um, I had some guys at my office that would answer the phone for me, no problem. Um, but I, I, there was just, there was not really like something like a systematic, uh, program where I was at. And I felt like a lot of times I was, mm-hmm. I was on my own and just hoping for the best and trying to get a hold of people. And I, yeah, that definitely want the opposite here for the, our new agents. So absolutely. Um, all right. So we've, we've chatted a little yeah, bit about mentorship, the, the market, the revel education. Uh, I think it's a pretty good start to our first episode while we try to, we're going to uh, have some you know, specialists on, we're going to yeah. do some podcasts with some really cool people. Yes, um, yes. actually I was talking to a lawyer yesterday and went for lunch mm-hmm. and I'd love to have him probably, uh, on because there's just a lot, a lot of legal matters too. And getting different perspectives is definitely something we'll focus on. Absolutely. So just signing off here, we want to let everybody know, no matter how you're watching or listening to us, we will be available on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, of course, and YouTube. So we would like you to know that it's not just going to be us the entire time, uh, as much as you may or may not uh, love us. Uh, but we're going to have some industry experts. We're going to have branding experts, marketing experts. Uh, we'll have lawyers, mortgage brokers, yeah, and we'll make uh, some really cool guests as well. Um, you know, so, so we want to make sure that you like, subscribe, hit the notification button because we don't want you to miss out on any of the content that we'll be putting out there soon. Absolutely. Okay. Every Tuesday, 9 a.m. is when we're on the floor. Should have every episode you can look for by the following Wednesday. So thank you very much. And we'll be back next week.